are back again. Mr. and Mrs. 757 here. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. So what's been going on? Everything. I like to hear that. The temperatures have dropped. It's fall time. Hip, hip, hooray. Yeah, it was cold. We turned off the AC and everything, opened up the windows, and then that got too cold. Yeah, but it feels really good. I'm kind of excited about the season change. Me too. The heat's not on yet. It's just, you know. Yeah, we're not there. Although we did test out the new seat warmers <laughs> in oh the yeah. new car. Yeah, we got a new car. Got some seat warmers in there. Oh yeah. It warms your back, too. It's going to be nice and toasty. Mm-hmm. So today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, what our buyers are, not our buyers, but what we're hearing a lot of. The title of this is Don't Believe the Hype. Now is the time to buy. Yay, that's right. We handle objections all the time with our clients. And I think that the biggest thing for them is like just shaking off that fear factor. Because for whatever reason, they're fearful to move forward and they ne- they like gravitate or are attracted to the negative things that may be said in this market currently. Like I've heard people say, oh, I don't want to buy right now because prices are too high. Oh, okay. I don't want to buy right now because I think people are like paying extra money on top of their loan. They're paying way too much for property now. (laughs) Yeah, we've heard that. Or um, people that don't have any money are scared to buy because they can't compete, which is kind of true. If you don't got no money, you probably don't need to be buying a house. Probably don't need to be buying a flat screen TV either, but we won't go there. So anyways, we're we're here today to kind of help Let's shake. just dispel some of this stuff and yes. let, get real with them and let them know why now's the time to buy. Now's a great time to buy. Get it while it's good. Right. So yes, the prices may look like they're high, but have you been to the grocery store lately? Are prices high ev- on everything, everywhere? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this is no different. The benefit of right now is that the interest rates are so wicked low, which they are projected to go up higher. They so are. So with prices continuing to rise and your interest rate continuing to rise, I don't think waiting for later is the wisest choice. You'll be in the same boat that you're in now with a smaller house. So there was this, uh, uh, not a meme, but uh, a chart. There's a chart out there. It's called the cost of waiting to buy 2021 versus 2022. In this chart, it specifically speaks to the mortgage rate. So right now, the average mortgage rate in 2021 is 2.86. Can you hear me well? Yeah, I can hear just fine. Okay, so it's 2.86. That would give you a good purchase amount about 350. And your payment at 2.86% would be about $1,899 a month. $1,899 a month. For a $350,000 home at $350,000? That's yeah. so high. <laughs> How much is a rent nowadays for a three-bedroom, two-bath two house? $1,800 could get you maybe a small single-family house or townhouse. Yeah, yeah. You can get a $350,000 home when in Virginia Beach. What does that look like? That looks like a four-bedroom. 2,000 square feet. Yeah, yeah, that's what that is. You get a nice house, a big home, uh, and a, a decent payment. Right, yeah. I like how you compared it to what renting is right now. Right. Because when people say prices are too high, I'm like, 
Are you renting though? Yeah. Because you're way overpaying if you're renting. And you don't even own it. So you have okay no equity in it. It's okay to overpay for rent, but not overpay for what's your own in your own equity in your own investment. People, people, come <laughs> on. So in 2022, now, mind you, the rates are projected to stay the same or rise. We do not see them in any chart anywhere from any expert, them going down. Right. And I, I hear that a lot. I'm waiting till prices come down. You may be waiting forever mm-hmm. because that must, they never happen. Mm-hmm. Well, in 2022, they're projected to go to 3.7%. And... Your $350 home is now a $371,000 home. That payment will be $2,166. So the $350 home today mm-hmm. is going to be $370 next year? That's what it is, yeah. So prices do rise, but if you own the, the, the property, that's money in your pocket. That's equity. Right, right, right. Okay, let me just use an example. Yes. I'm going to use this girl um, a couple times today because I think her... Her transaction was such an eye-opener. So I had a young lady, her and her husband, purchase a house from us in December. 2020. 2020. That was just a few months ago, right? Ten months ago. Right. So she purchased the house at $298,000. $298,000. Correct. Today, it it can appraise around $350,000. That is nuts. And there's houses in that neighborhood going for four. That is correct, but she, she hasn't done a look at anything to the house yet. So She just moved her stuff in. Just moving her stuff no in. No improvements. She acquired almost $50,000 in equity. Equity, yeah. right. So what she paid for, two ninety eight in December, if she would have waited till this December, she'd be paying close to three fifty, yeah. potentially 400 So it just goes to show, like, what he's saying isn't just what we're pulling out of our bottom. We're Mm -hmm. seeing this happen for people. And she had the option to renew her lease or to buy buy her own place. And rent was going up. So now what she would have paid in rent in a townhouse, she pays in a four-bedroom house, almost 2,000 square feet, in a nice little neighborhood. Nice little neighborhood, yeah. Right. That's awesome. What a story. What a story. So now is the time to buy. Um, so, okay, now we're going to talk about what we're hearing and why they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I think it's just, for me, I think it's a fear thing. So when I hear people say, oh, this is these are the reasons I'm not buying right now. They're excuses. Yeah, they're you're ex- right. 100% excuses why they're not buying right now, but I really feel like it's fear. Like, what, what is holding you back? Right. Well, coupled with that, well, they don't have the knowledge on it. They don't know right. anything about it, so they're just making assumptions of what makes them feel good to themselves. Right, right. They're justifying their, their reasons, which okay. is fine. Like, I get it. If you're not ready, you're not ready. But don't tell us that prices are too high because <laughs> you wait just a little bit longer, they're going to be higher, mm-hmm. okay? Okay, so point number one. Courtney, I don't want to buy a house because the prices are just too high right now. Okay, so are you looking to rent instead? Yeah. Okay, well, I can promise you it's harder to rent right now than it is to buy. So Let's pause right there. Let's talk about that. Okay, why is it harder to rent right now? Because there are no rentals, and the ones that do come available are gone instantly. Before people even see it. You thought there was a, ho- you thought there was a housing shortage? Come on. There is a rental shortage right now. It's crazy. Plus, 
if you do the numbers, I'm look. I'm just spitballing here. I think you pay more for a rental. You do. You do off the bat. You do. Yeah. I heard somebody say, "Well, I don't want to if if the HVAC breaks down, I don't want to have to pay for it. I want my landlord to pay for it." They're paying for it anyways through their rent. Well, if you own this house, you'd be paying thirteen hundred dollars a month. But since you rent it, you're paying sixteen hundred. You're paying three hundred dollars extra a month. Mm-hmm. Not a year, a month. Mm-hmm. So times that by a year, yeah. this is how much money extra you're paying. So if the HVAC goes out, guess who paid for it? You did. You did. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and there's things that we can do to help kind of like, not compensate, but there's home warranties and things that we could do up front yeah, to guys, help you. We have all the, we call them tricks up our sleeves to make sure it's in your favor before you make this Right. Big, bold purchase. We got your back. We have the, uh, we've been in the industry long enough to know um, what's best for you. <laughs> <laughs> or to help you with your situation. So here's another yes. example. Good job. We helped um, a couple that we knew and love who moved away t- uh, with the military. They went to, I don't know, Hawaii and back or whatever. But anyhow, when they came back here, they were like renting this tiny little adorable apartment in town center virginia beach tiny 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 anyways so um their lease was coming up and they wanted to buy instead of rent right so what they have now is equivalent to what they were paying for in rent only it's three times the size and when we bought it we had to be aggressive with our offer because it is competitive but that shouldn't scare you it didn't them, thankfully. So they put a competitive offer up. They had their offer received. We had the home inspection, which was written for information only, meaning they couldn't ask for any repairs. But we have the home inspection, and the HVAC is 22 years old, guys. This is a fully renovated, beautiful house. But it still works. It still works, and it was working like a champ, too. Like yeah. The inspector was pretty impressed with the numbers that was putting out and all that jazz. So it was a little nerve-wracking that, hey, this thing could die any second. So should we move forward or should we not? Well, yeah, let's move forward because it's working. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a car. You know, uh, yeah, good we point. have a 1997 RAV4 stick shift. This thing still works. Almost 300,000 miles. Yes, yeah, it's almost got 300,000 miles on it, and it still works because it's been maintained. Right. As long as you maintain your equipment in your home, it's not going to break down too fast. I mean, everything's made to break down. Even roofs are like 20, 30 years. Right. Well, we were able to negotiate a home warranty into the deal, thankfully. Nice. And I'm so glad we did because not long after they moved in, not even a week after they moved in, the, the sellers cut the utilities off. The The electricity came back on with the, for the new buyers. And boom, HVAC is dead. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Like, we didn't even get five seconds use out of this thing. Because, it was, like I said, it was working like a champ. But anyways, the home warranty, they paid $85 for the company to come over. Right. They replaced the whole thing. Brand and new HVAC system. Yeah. And, w- and w- we're back to running and back to everything's just fine and dandy. Yeah. So I think people are scared to move forward because catastrophe could happen. But if you have people that got your back that, lo- that right. are looking out for you in this deal, not every realtor is looking out for you. They're looking out for their pockets a lot of times. Not only that, with renters, sorry, babe, no, but with renters, cat- cat- catastrophe happens there too. True. And I've heard horror stories yes. of 
man, I'm without heat for weeks now because yes. the uh, landlord won't do anything about it. He says he's going to come, or she says he's going to come, and they never come. It's It works both ways. But right. now you Good actually point. own it. At least you own it. You can build equity. You can invest into it. You can uh, sell it. You can do so many things with your own home that you can't do uh, uh, renting. All right, number two. Courtney, I don't want to buy a house right now because too many people are overpaying. Yeah. <laughs> That does happen. That does happen in this market. Mm -hmm. But it really, like I like to tell people is the price of the property doesn't really mean anything. I just told somebody this the other day. It doesn't mean anything because somebody can severely underprice the property. And what's going to happen is they're going to draw a ton of attention and you're going to get a ton of offers and they're going to be all over the map with numbers. I use that strategy. (laughs) (laughs) We do use that strategy often and it works, especially in this market. People can also overprice a property. They can. They can, you know, I could sell my house today. That's probably worth three fifty ish for a million dollars. That doesn't mean nobody can buy that. That doesn't mean I'm getting a million dollars for it. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't matter what the price is. The question is, where is the house value at? So yes, some people are overpaying for the property. But like I said, there's a strategy and a rhyme to the reason in this market. And that's why you need the professionals to back you. But if you want to pay overpay for a property because you love it that much more than the next guy, then so be it. And you have the means to do it. Right. If you have the means to do it, so be it. doesn't mean you have to. And, again, it's really what's the, qu- the question should be what is the value of this house, not what is the price. Right, right. So I had a, a my old boss. This guy's owned a ton of businesses and tons of homes and everything. Very wealthy dude. But he always told me, Rico, nobody really buys a whole house anyways. They're paying payments on it. Eventually, I mean, the average person owns a home for about seven years around these parts. You're not paying the whole whatever you're offering. You're paying a monthly payment. Right. Right. You can always sell the home and have that thing paid off and get it off your record and and use the money, the equity to buy something else. Anyways, if this is really your forever home, you know, you might be overpaying for it. But for real, for real, honestly, you're probably not going to live there for the next According to statistics, seven, eight years. Right. And, I mean, even if you did keep it forever and pay the whole shebang, I mean, the beautiful part is after 30 years, you don't pay any more money. Yeah. It's yours. Yeah. And And another thing I want to add just to the overpaying piece is the bank's not going to let you overpay necessarily. The appraisal's going to come in and tell us what the true market value is of this property, and they're not going to lend a cent over it. Mm -hmm. So it has come across in the – on a regular basis in this market that people are saying, well, I'll guarantee X amount of dollars over the appraisal up to whatever, whatever. And yes, that does happen. That does occur. Do you have to do that? No. Do you have to be that competitive? No. No. Unless you want to be that competitive. And by all means, then you have an upper hand. And like Rico said, the likelihood of you actually paying that much money in the end Uh is slim to none. Right, right. We've sold houses to people that have lived in their home for 30-some years. But guess what? They moved on. They sold it anyways, and they got all that money back. So, you know, theoretically, if you pay everything off within 30 years for that mortgage and sell it, you get all that money back. You're not overpaying for nothing. Right, and you're probably getting probably way get more. more. Way more. <laughs> let's go there. Yeah, let's go Because in 30 years, mm-hmm. your property value is going to be considerably a lot significantly larger than what it is today. And what did you say earlier? You know, have you been to the supermarket lately? Everything's <laughs> rising up. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at my grandmother, my my grandparents. They bought a house in Hop Hog, Long, Long Island, many, many moons ago. Hop and Hog. <laughs> yeah, they paid that sucker off. They lived there for 30 years. They paid it off, and then when it was time for them to leave, they sold it. And they banked a ton of money. I forget what, like, they paid less than $100,000 for it, mm-hmm. and they made over a half a million. Nice. So, I mean... And then they were able to move to Florida and buy their house cash, nice. which was their retirement home. I mean, come on. This is such a tremendous investment in your future. It'd be silly not to move forward in a time where interest rates are in the twos. That's right. That's right. What's next? So another thing is, Rico, okay, so... Uh, I want to buy a house and everything, but I don't got no money for closing costs. And I heard that you need like tons of money for closing costs. And I don't even know what that means. And you need <laughs> money for down payments. And I just don't have closing costs. Okay. Well, this is the exception. If you don't have money, now is not the right time for you to buy. <laughs> okay. True. Now, there's always a cost being associated with purchasing a home. Um, what's called closing costs. Now, it's not impossible to purchase a home and not pay your closing costs if the, the deal was right. Right. Not impossible. We have seen that happen for many buyers, even in this market. Yeah. And I've closed deals and written offers and closed deals that have had their closing costs paid. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a minority, not a majority That's of correct. the time. That's correct. So, but you know, if you're at the, the age where you, it's time to buy a home, you know, you got to have some money set aside. Yeah. You know, and if you don't, you know, you need to look at your finances and just start develop a plan or something. You can't just come to maybe a few years ago. Yes, that was happening. Yeah. A few, a few years, years ago. ago, you could. Uh, I remember our broker, uh, he was telling us, man, you wouldn't believe how many people are buying homes right now with zero money in, in their the account. Bank. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's crazy. But that's not happening right now. No. The way the market fluctuates. People come to the table with their closing costs. Um, it's not impossible, like I said. However, you got to put something on it. You know, we have solutions. Maybe a lender could kick in some money. Maybe auntie can <laughs> yeah, gift you, can you some money. Gifts. You know, maybe you can save some money. Maybe you could pull some money out your 401k. There's so many different ways. Right. Or if you have a savings account and you just you're just uncomfortable touching it. I mean, I understand that. To an extent. But I, again, going back to that girl who bought in December and her house is now worth 50K more. And for her example was she took her down payment and her closing costs out of her 401K. Oh, my God. You're messing with your retirement. Yes. I heard somebody say that. I can't believe these young people are taking money out of their 401Ks. That's what they're for. They're for investments. They're, they're for, for your retirement. Yeah. So here's what she did. She put a, an equivalent of $20,000 down at the table between her her monthly, I mean, her down payment. Down payment. And, and her, her closing, closing costs. Cost. About 20, 20 grand. grand. And her property value is up 50K, 50K. already. Yeah. In less than a year. Right. I would say she's doubled her investment. Yep. And in 30 years from now, when she is at the age to retire. If she keeps it if that long. If she keeps it that long, she will have no m- no mortgage payment. Yeah. So I would say that that, Im- that money taken out of that account 
was put into a good return on investment. Yeah, you absolutely. can't double. I agree with you. She could never have doubled that money in interest sitting in, in the, in the account. Yeah. Your money in a savings account, again, is never going to increase like that in a savings account. So I understand the hesitation should to pull it out or not to pull it out, yada, yada, yada. Well, I get it because you put money into it, something you invested in, and uh, you don't want to, nobody wants to let go of their money. I know. Right? I don't want to let go of my money either. <laughs> so I'm like, I get it. I respect it. I get it. But yeah. I'm just trying to spin a perspective that maybe they haven't entertained just yeah. yet. But the investment was there. It's good. And here's another thing. What are you saving for? Most people are putting money away for a rainy day. You save to invest. Buying a home is an investment right now because values are growing and you could do so many things with it. It could even be an asset for you if you decide to, you know, rent and everything. There's so many different ways. Um, but if you don't have money, that's the only thing. Now's not a time to bet. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. just want to sit down and reevaluate some things and mm-hmm. make a game plan. Figure out where you're spending your money and redirect it. Um, what's next? What's number four? So here's one. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get into all those bidding wars and stuff. I would just rather not. I'm not going to be bidding. In, I don't want to get in any involved in any wars. What do they think a bidding war is? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to know. Yeah, we're going to battle. We're going to put some boxing gloves on, some armor on, swords and everything. Yeah, yeah, you're not like a it's not an MMA fight. No, it's really not. Yeah. It's just a matter of putting your best That's it. foot forward. Best foot forward. Right. Nobody's coming at you with any guns pointing to your head saying gimme 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 more 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 no, this isn't a live auction. Yeah. That's extremely yeah, stressful. Do I have five? Five fifty. Nobody's coming at you with even to negotiate in this market, like talking about. Right. What's going to happen is you're going to write your op- have your realtor write your offer, and you're going to put the best offer you know to put. Yeah. With their, hopefully their advice. And we got the tricks up our sleeve to coach you to get the best outcome. We certainly do. So you put your best op- you put your best offer on paper and submit it. Mm-hmm. You're either going to get it. Mm-hmm. Or you're not. Yeah. And then, you know, they can call what's called a highest and best. And we've been through that highest and best situation, left the offer the way it is, and still want it. Correct. So here's another thing to dispel the myth. It's not all the time always about the price of the property. True. There's several. There's about, I think the broker, uh, our broker said there's about 27 different negotiation pieces on the standard contract. Right. Price is a major thing. It is. But we can tweak some other things to make it more appealing for uh, the seller. Right. That's why you need a good realtor like Mr. and Mrs. 757 to help you through it. <laughs> That's right. It's not just the price, although the price does hold some big weight. Let's for sure. not get that twisted. For sure. And I think like the whole bidding war thing, like I'm not doing, I'm not getting involved in this market because of that. I mean, on it, I had a lady tell me not too long ago. She asked to see some houses. I showed her them, and we're at this one that she liked the most. And I said, well, this one already has offers on it. They're going to be presenting the offers Saturday at this day, this time. So if this is it, then we'll want to come strong, and we'll want to put it together quickly. And she's like, oh, no, I'm not getting involved with any bidding wars. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I said, well, 
you might want to reevaluate where you're looking because in Virginia Beach, you're really, you can almost guarantee that every property worth Expected. writing on is going to have more than just your offer. Expected. There's tons of buyers out there still. So I hate to intimidate you, but I think like the bidding war thing is like everyone wants a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. And though there isn't really any good deals in this market. The deal is getting the house. The deal's getting the house, and the deal is the interest rate. Mm -hmm. If you're financing this property, your deal is that interest rate. So even if you pay more than what the purchase price is asking or the listed price, and again, remember, price means nothing. Somebody can underprice it, overprice it, whatever the heck they want to do. There's no like... Wow, this thing's only 250000 Yeah, wait till it closes, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> close for 310 <laughs> 310 315 <laughs> right? um, yeah. So again, but they still got a small lower payment. Whoever bought it for that bunch, right? Exactly. Uh, sorry, sorry. No, you're good. Cutting you off there. Yeah. So that's uh, what was that bidding wars? Bidding wars. It's not really a scary thing. You're mm. just applying to paper and then crossing your fingers or saying your prayers and hoping it sticks. And if it doesn't, on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Like it's not the end of the world, but you're not going to get a good deal. You're right. Yeah, if you put your best foot forward on a property you're excited about, you're and you're in it to win it. Mm -hmm. We can get you the keys. See, I had a listing a few listings ago. I remember because I was so used to putting a listing up and fifty people running through the house and twenty offers. Mm -hmm. Well, this was a really good home, and it was a big home, and I thought it was going to fly off the shelf. Mm -hmm. It didn't fly off the shelves, so I was like. You know, fishing for offers. Hey, how was the showing to the agent? Right. The agent told me uh, her clients didn't want to offer it because it's such a beautiful home and they knew they were going to be in a bidding war. I had no offers. <laughs> they could have got the home. Wow. That fear prevented them from getting what they wanted. God bless that agent with those clients. Oh, man. my gosh. <laughs> that See. stinks. So just put the offer in your best foot forward and who knows you might get it if it's what you want get it right and if and if it doesn't happen it's it's not the end of the world right right we'll go on to the next one you know right yeah so okay what's the last one so the last one is people that want to sell their house but they're like scared to do it now because they want to buy and they think buying it right now is crazy. Right. Well, we dispelled half that stuff already. Right. Mm -hmm. What would you say? What would you suggest to somebody who wants to sell and buy new? Well, there's definitely a strategy. It really all depends on the person. It really does. Um, but what I would recommend is to sell first. Okay. This is just general. Right. Sell first, put it on a market, present it the best way you can. And if you use Mr. and Mrs. 757, we will. We'll put it on a market. As soon as you get an offer ratified or under contract, boom, start looking. That's a great strategy. That's what I would do. Right. And, again, that could change based on different people's um, situations and agendas and so forth. We could even say in the agent notes, see, there's a whole section um, that only agents see that regular clients don't see of what we're trying to tell each other agents um, so we could put in the agent's notes, um, seller may need a rent back, um, seller possession agreement where they rent it back for a few months to find a home. I've seen that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen it where they need to rent it back for three months. Oh, wow. Yeah, and boot it. They're closed. That's a lot. Yeah. 
and I've seen it for two weeks. I've seen it, you know, but there's there's ways. Right, there's ways. It's not impossible. Definitely so when not a plan, if you're buying, I mean, if if you if you're selling, yeah, and now you're going to buy, and you have this contingency on a on the sale of a home, that definitely weakens your offer a little bit. It, it is tough. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's impossible. It just it doesn't necessarily give you the best light but you always again going back to putting your best foot forward yeah and the beauty of selling and buying is to me is that that seller probably has some cash flow that the average buyer doesn't have maybe a ton of yeah so i feel like the fact that you have more cash gives you a lot more muscle in obtaining another property right and we've had sellers that took those offers Correct. Yeah, we want to buy your house, please, seller. You are awesome. We want to buy your house, but we have to sell our house first. Um, it's already on the market, under contract, and we'll also do it with no home inspection with yours and give you a little bit more extra to make you feel nice. Right, you make them an offer that they can't yeah. refuse. You just got to sweeten it up. I mean, you don't have to say no home inspection. I mean, yeah. Let me you just don't. say that. You don't. I mean, that would be the a very sweet deal for the seller. Yeah. No doubt about it. I personally have never suggested to not get a home inspection. These are offers that have come our way. That is correct. That we've seen. That we've seen, yes. And if our buyer wants to write it, no home inspection, that's their business. And they're welcome to do that. I'll write it. But it's not my recommendation. Just putting that out there. Because you never know. Thank you for clarifying that. All righty. So, yeah. So... Now that we dispelled all this, you got anything else on that? No, that's it. Those are like the main objections that we've heard in this season yeah. about buying a house. Like, And again, these are the fears that some people have. And we hope that sharing this perspective has kind of helped disengage some of that, the, that fear factor. Awesome. All right. Well, now that you know and have some knowledge on this and the fear is gone, Next thing you have to do is pick up the phone and call Mr. and Mrs. 757. Ring a ling a ling. 757 288 3026. We will hook you guys up. And other than that, I think we're good. We good, babe? We're good. I hope you guys have a wonderful night. All right. Catch you on the next episode.